This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. If you give bullshit out for Halloween, I fully believe that you deserve to get everything that's coming to you from the neighborhood. Understand, that's the bait. I understand I'm that. I'm baiting them to come fucking toilet paper in my house. And that's when they get the hose. I do eat peanuts and cashews and shit like that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna answer. The, I'm not gonna answer the question. Yes, that I eat nuts, dude. That's not gonna happen. Okay, so you can go Damn ahead and keep. It. You keep trying to pitch that, so it becomes an intro, but it's not. I assure you. A man um, rubbing his legs on your hips. How's that for a Halloween treat? Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. All right, so with Halloween coming up, I figured I would share my ghost story with you guys. But I'm warning you right now, before you start thinking it might be terrifying or creepy or any of that shit, it's not. It's not even a little bit scary. It's just one of those things that happened that made me kind of believe in the possibility of something else. See, I spent a lot of my time growing up in the church. And in church, you're always talking about spirits. Not like ghosts and ghouls or phantoms or specters or any of that kind of shit. I'm talking about the spirit of God. I'm talking about the spirit of angels. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. But as far as for me, I never experienced too much in the way of actual ghosts, the way most of us think about them with Jacob Marley shaking chains and shit like that and things going bump in the night. But I always kind of believed in the possibility of ghosts. That's all the way up until I met my wife and we got our first house together back in 2003. See, when you move, there's always the question of who lived there before you. What were these people like? Who were they? Were they famous? Were they murdered in your house? Did anything famous happen in your house? And when we were in the house, we talked to the lady about the people before us, and she said, yeah, they were an elderly couple, but she didn't really get into too much else about it. Well, after we'd been there for a few weeks, we start talking to the neighbors and find out that there actually was a couple that lived there who had a son who had hung himself in our garage. And this was a fucking crazy story. We start telling it to all our friends who are coming over, but nothing really comes of it. Like, we don't suddenly start seeing people hanging in the garage or anything like that. It just kind of was our house in the suburbs, and everything was normal. Until one day, my wife said, we are cleaning the house from top to fucking bottom. Now, all the married dudes in the audience know exactly what I'm talking about. When the wife says, we are cleaning this entire fucking house from the top of it to the bottom, and she means everything. The living room, the kitchen, the family room, the bathrooms, the horse stables, the fucking dog. She wants you to clean the kid. And like I was a merry maid, we were going to clean this entire fucking house. And when we did this, we always put music on. In order to try and make the time pass, or at least to distract you from the fact that your entire Saturday has now been taken up cleaning this fucking house... Sometimes we'd put on blues, sometimes it was rock, but there was always music playing. Well, this Saturday, I'm in full-on cleaning mode in the middle of cleaning the bathroom, doing a damn good job of it, I might add, when I hear Nikki call me from the laundry room, but it was faint, like I could barely hear her at first. And like I said, we had music going on, so I didn't think too much about it. I was like, maybe I'm just hearing things. Then suddenly, I hear her call me even louder from downstairs. Now, we're in one of these split-level houses where, like, all the bedrooms are on the top floor, and then you got the living room, the kitchen, and the middle floor, and then on the bottom, you got the family room, and you got the laundry room. So it's, like, two floors down. So when I'm hearing her call me even louder, I'm like, shit, she must really need something. Sit there for a second, and I suddenly hear her call me a third time, even louder than before. 
And now I'm like, God damn it. I got to throw down my towel. I got to go all the way down these two sets of stairs to get down to her. And I walk into the laundry room and I'm like, what the, what, what do you want? And she looks at me all confused and shit. And she doesn't say anything. She just stares at me. And I'm like, you call me down here. What'd you need? And she just looks at me and says, I didn't call you. And immediately I'm like, I know I'm not losing my fucking mind. You, you called me down here. I heard you call me three separate times. And she just started staring at me laughing, going, I don't know what you heard, but I didn't call you at all. And I'm confused and I'm annoyed and I'm like a little bit like what the fuck just happened. But I just kind of brush it off. But in the inside, I'm wondering, am I losing my fucking mind? So a couple of weeks later, I get home from work and my wife tells me, you know, Nikki's been having this solo cleaning day all by herself where she's cleaning shit around the house. And she says, I got a story to tell you. Apparently, she'd been doing the cleaning thing, listening to the radio this time, and she had oldies on instead of rock. Well, after a little while, she decides she's going to change the station from the oldies back over to the stations where they're playing Linkin Park and Evanescence and shit like that. And after she changes the station, she goes upstairs to get something from the bedroom. Now, she says while she's in the bedroom, she hears this big-ass crash in the kitchen. And at this time, we didn't have any dogs. We didn't have any cats, no pets. Nobody else was at the house. My wife is there all by herself. So she's scared as shit, but she goes down the stairs to see what the fuck's going on. When she takes a left into our kitchen, she sees all the cleaning supplies she had laid out, sprawled out on the floor like somebody had taken their arm and just wiped off the entire counter, like all up into the floor. Now, in the back of her mind, she's thinking, so Shane just heard this fucking voice calling to him a little bit, a little bit ago. And she's sitting there going, what changed? What's different? What happened to make this happen? And she realized that she had changed the radio station. So she flipped it back over to the oldie station and there were no more issues for the rest of the day. And that was pretty much it. That was our encounter with the ghost. We talked about it and adding two and two together, we sat there and came to the conclusion that this lady who lived in the house when her son had died had just kind of refused to leave. And now, for better or worse, she was haunting us, but not in like the shaking chains or throwing plates kind of ways. She didn't chase us down any hallways or up the stairs or any of that shit. She didn't pull us out of bed. There was no camera recording us at night to see what the fuck was going on. She didn't do any of the ghost shit. She was just basically having a good time and neither one of us felt like anything was going on to be mean or trying to hurt us or anything like that. So we just came to live with it. And that's the only ghost story I have, guys. And it's less of a ghost story and more of how I ended up living with a roommate who really hated Lincoln Park. Hey, guys, welcome back to another week. And now that I'm older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online. Go to nowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Now That I'm Older anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us like our badass Patreon, Michelle, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And you can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag PotternFamily. Now, Potter Family is a family of podcasters who came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and basically create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Brains Gone Bad podcast, the Wrestling Nerd Alliance podcast, and the Talking Taker podcast. And this week on episode 141, the Halloween one, we're going to talk about pretty much all things Halloween, from people who give out religious pamphlets at Halloween to the crazy shit we got in our bags. And then later on, we're going to talk about Kenny very likely killing my brother. So check it out. We'll be right back. This is my boot. 
the 12 gauge double barreled Remington, S Mart's top of the line. You can find this in the sporting goods department. That's right, this sweet baby was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Retails for about $109.95. It's got a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. That's right. Shop smart. Shop smart. You got that? NBC News. What What are you doing? Uh, I'm bringing people a news update. <laughs> why, why are you bringing them a news update? From Ken Baldwin News. You don't have Ken Baldwin News. There's no such thing as a Ken Baldwin News. There is now. <laughs> All right. Why are you making sound effects? What the fuck are you doing <laughs> over there? This this makes no sense what you got going on over there, dude. Um, so I found a story today that immediately took me back. Halloween's coming up and everything. And Ooh, slutty costumes and candy I can take from kids. <laughs> how much can how much time do you spend during the Halloween season running around stealing bags from I children? don't. I have a candy exchange at work. You have a candy exchange. Or, so you bring kids in. That is the most bullshit yeah, we buy, thing. Like, we buy M&M's. We don't buy them shitty candy. We just buy them M&M's and Milky Ways. And we trade them like for Snickers, anything with nuts. So they don't break the braces. That is the most fucking back-ass words. No, it's not. It's yes, a brilliant it is. thing. That is, yeah, it's brilliant for you guys to be able to steal the good candy bars from the kids. Dude, Give me all your Butterfingers. Three Musketeers. Butterfingers are fine. They're not hard enough to break braces. Well, I wasn't sure if Kit they Kit Kats are also fine. I get a lot of Snickers. I uh, get a lot of Tootsie Rolls. I uh, get a lot of Blue Pops. See, they're supposed to throw this away, but when nobody's looking, I take the bag and take it to my car. And they're like, "Where? Who took? The, did somebody throw away that candy?" I'm like, "Yeah, I did. I totally threw this candy away. Everything's fine now." So <laughs> I gained like twenty pounds for the month of November. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's the weather change." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." It's all the fifteen tootsie rolls I had the way to work this morning. <laughs> my favorite are the big fat Tootsie Rolls, the ones that are like a big block of Tootsie Roll material <laughs> that you're supposed to break up into four pieces and everybody's like, and you eat that. all of it and you feel like you're going to go into a diabetic <laughs> not coma. One, not one person has ever broke that into four pieces of Tootsie Roll. Well, there's probably plenty of chicks out there who've broken into four or five pieces of Tootsie Like My wife will spend probably 45 minutes eating a Snickers bar. It is one of the most heart. It's so weird to watch. How does that it, even work? Like it starts sticking to your fingers after two minutes. No, she breaks it into pieces, and then like she works on eating the outer layer of this and the outer layer of that. Like eating a Kit Kat, all that shit, dude. It's a process to watch my wife mess with it. It's it's, it's, it's <laughs> that's one weird. Of the, it's really really fucking weird. That's that's and weird. <laughs> she's always like, she's like, why are you why are you done with your thing so much faster? I'm like, because I didn't make a huge fucking forty step process to get there. Because I'm not obsessive compulsive. <laughs> <laughs> it's all starting to come together. <laughs> Nikki, if you're listening, I didn't say that. That was all Kenny. <laughs> Whatever. Um, he just led me down the path. <laughs> So the reason I bring up the whole thing about Halloween coming up recently, guy. I heard a uh, story. I was looking around for stuff about Halloween, and I heard of a guy who wants to change things up just a little bit for kids on Halloween. Because typically, when I was a kid, it was always the same thing. You dress up as your favorite superhero, your favorite movie character, whatever. You get in a costume. You go out. You knock on doors. People give you candy. Everything's great. You have a good time. Well, this guy, I'm sure you've heard of him before, but if you haven't, his name's Ken Ham. He's a creationist. <laughs> he's the guy with the Ark. Exactly. He's the guy who runs the Noah's Ark uh, amusement park, which just sounds like a blast for the whole family. Let me just say, <laughs> as a little kid, I loved Sunday school. Loved going to Sunday school. Thought it was awesome. The stories were great. Thought I all did that was not. great. I thought Sunday school was like prison. 
Dude, you can't tell me that you didn't think some of those stories were pretty cool. Dude, I had a Bible book at home and I could read, so I really didn't need all the bullshit that went on Sunday school to get the stories. I could just pick up the book and read it while I was pooping. You didn't like making the macaroni art that you could take to your parents, like while they were listening no. to the preacher and having no. their actual. <laughs> Much rather be outside tearing shit up and fucking beating the hell out of my brother and. That's, having all the fun things I normally do on a Sunday. That's that's not a very turn the other cheek sort of an attitude there, Kenny. That's, that's if he could have got off his own shots, it's not my fault that he was weaker. <laughs> I gave him every opportunity to fight back. I gave him his own sword stick. <laughs> so and I never even fought him with it on fire. I only fought David with it on fire. Okay, so besides the assault that you committed on your brother on a regular basis on Sundays, they were actually old hockey sticks that we turned into swords. This guy can we fight with hockey clubs. This guy Ken Ham wants to turn things around from being like you know you go to door to door and you get the 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 Snickers bar or the Kit Kat bar or whatever from your neighbor. Instead, he wants to turn it around now where he's going to have these Halloween learn and share kits. That shit would have got you fucked up in the hood. Halloween, <laughs> you would have given that out to the wrong little hood rats, and they would have come back and robbed your house. So, in the Halloween Learn and Share Kit, it's um, it's a sales pitch for his organization's uh, or his his message about Halloween. Like, you know, we need to change the way people think about it. We need to change the the mental process about this it. This year, I'm going to give out random things for Halloween, <laughs> like buttons. <laughs> no, like house, like somebody's going to get some fabric sheets, fabric softener sheets. <laughs> Somebody's going to get maybe a roll of toilet paper. Uh, I'm going to have some plastic utensils to give out. A half used roll of toilet paper. Not even a brand new one. Pack up some ketchup. (laughs) Um, I'm going to buy some individual size, like, I don't know, Keurig tea, (laughs) coffee packets. Give those out. Of tea. Um, Not of coffee. Of tea. (laughs) Like shitty tea, too. Like fucking hippie tea. Like green tea. Some stuff you like, your wife would like. So <laughs> kale, I'm going to give out some kale. <laughs> and then when kale. they try to come and fuck up my house, I'm going to squirt them with a hose. Why are you planning on trying to mess the kids up? If you give this psychological shit out, warfare, if you give bullshit out for Halloween, I fully believe that you deserve to get everything that's coming to you from the neighborhood. Understand that's the bait. I understand I'm that. I'm baiting them to come fucking toilet paper in my house. And that's when they get the hose. <laughs> you guys remember when Kenny was the uh, co-host of Now That I'm Older before those kids drug him out of his house and beat his Dude, ass I'm not on afraid the of these little fucking kids. I'll beat these kids right in their face. I don't know if you've ever seen It'll be I'm- like The Undertaker giving kids the big boot. <laughs> I can kick them in the face because they're only like four foot tall. I'm saying, dude, if you fucking do this, the older brothers, the older sisters are say, all going to get together. I just want to say clearly, no, the older brothers and sisters are going to love it, just like we would have loved it. <laughs> Steven, that guy fucked you over. <laughs> he gave you a fabric softener. <laughs> One sheet, too, not a box. As a matter of fact, we took Steven's candy a couple of years. Well, we've told the story on the podcast before about how you took all of Steven's candy at and one point him. and then pushed him recklessly off of a balcony trying to kill him. And cut him. And cut him <laughs> mom if you're listening uh kenny pushed steven off she that balcony. knows she told him he shouldn't have been acting up pushed him violently off that we yeah. should we should have pressed charges for what kenny whatever you really knew he was have. hanging off the balcony showing off i was out in the fucking parking lot well if you guys and I did don't not remember push him off the balcony i just walked back out there with a knife after i'd cut him so it kind of freaked him out <laughs> if you guys don't remember the this the story there's a podcast a while back where we talk about how you know kenny had stolen my brother's candy and then Long story short, Stephen ends up on a balcony and falls from a second story balcony. Down I healed to the him too, though. He got up and ran when I came back down there. Because <laughs> Kenny had threatened to cut him. Um, I, I had cut him. I was going to cut him again. So let, let's go back to Ken Ham and his Halloween learn and yes. share kits. Um, these include religious. Now, this guy's not ready for the heat, though. I'm ready. 
I, I grew up in the darkness. <laughs> in, the, in the Learn and Share kits, we have religious pamphlets as well as fake money. Now, let me just explain this fake money. I've seen the fake money. People leave their tips. Fake money as with Bible verses that can be given out to candy-seeking kids on Halloween. The fake million-dollar bills. These are fake $1 million bills. Now, you're eight years old. You get a million-dollar bill. Holy shit, I just got a million dollars. Now, as a kid, if you're stupid enough to believe that you got a million dollars from somebody for Halloween, that's on you. It's like every time the, the uh, publisher's clearinghouse thing came and you thought you were rich. <laughs> yeah, Mom, we're rich. I remember as a kid being like, you could win we up won. to one million dollars. Well, we always have deceptive shit like, you may have already won. Exactly. And you're like, Mom, we're millionaires now. We don't have to go to school. <laughs> I'm not going to school tomorrow. We just won. We may have won five million dollars, <laughs> Mom. So on these fake ass uh, one million dollar bills, it, on the back of it it says, "Have you ever lied, stolen, or used God's name in vain?" The fuck. If so, you've broken God's law. The penalty for your crimes against God is death and eternal hell. Now, Happy Halloween. <laughs> As a fucking parent, if Christopher comes in and this is the shit, I may be inclined to go back and knock on that door and be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing here I'm during Halloween? And I understand Bananas. all that. Like I said, I, <laughs> I grew up in the church. I understand the whole spread the word of God thing. Halloween is not the time to be telling my kid he's going to burn in hell if he lied. I understand pushing annoying people over. <laughs> it's kind of one of my things and this is nothing against religion or anything like that just don't fuck up my kids halloween because you want to spread your message that's all i'm really getting at here tp his house i want to fork his yard <laughs> he calls it reverse trick-or-treating that guy's that guy's water outdoor water would have been turned on every night for like six months <laughs> his water bill would have been bananas <laughs> that's a guy who would have had like multiple drop cords plugged into his house and wondering why his house is electricity is always so fucking high Just plug in a drop cord i think you have to have like a cheap fan or something that's what i was about on. to say you and me would have been like all right dude we're gonna hook up a microwave oven and set it to an hour and a half <laughs> every day and repeat exactly <laughs> every day we show up and set it for eight hours we're gonna microwave something for eight so, hours i get a little portable air conditioner unit just run it to the woods turn it on turn it down to 60 and just fucking leave it on and be like there you go this is I'm telling you something every time I would go out this leads into something else that I wanted to talk to you about um, there were so many Halloweens that you would go out to some places and typically it was always in my grandmother's neighborhood I bet, like you were one nice neighborhood. I bet you were the kids that got bust into like my neighborhood <laughs> that's exactly well, what we did we I don't never remember all these, I remember all these poor kids living here <laughs> they come what? so here's the difference I used to always go to my mama's neighborhood to trick or treat Beautiful neighborhood, got older homes. These are all older folks. They know exactly what's up. They're not looking to give you bullshit. But every now and then, you'd go through this neighborhood to go trick-or-treating, and there'd be those new families that moved in, and somebody would have some sort of new idea about what they were supposed to give out give for Halloween. brushes or something. <laughs> I'm to say, there were so many people who would give weird shit out. So I looked up a list of some of the weird shit that people give out for Halloween, and I got to thinking about, I got apples, I got pears. I got um, apples and pears would be all right. I could deal with that. But typically, they never gave you the quality ass apples. <laughs> Give me like a cucumber or some <laughs> shit. Here's some squash. Are you trying to fuck me with this or something? What the hell's going on? As we a give child, me no eggplant, nigga. As a child, that's the first thing you would have thought is if somebody was trying to fuck you with it. Why would you give me somebody a cucumber? <laughs> I mean, it's dick shaped. 
I would never give anybody a cucumber for Halloween in the first place. Me either. That's what I'm saying. Well, maybe this person's deranged. Um, I read the uh, pickle uh, might be good. <laughs> they had some sealed pickles and big ass deli pickles. Those are good. Yeah, but at the same time, anything like that, I feel like for Halloween, you have a very clear objective. Then there's the people that take it too far with the candy apples and shit. It's just too much fucking work. Go buy a goddamn bag of Kit Kats, you goddamn fucking overachiever. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I'm getting at. First of all, nobody wants to get all sticky and pulling out their goddamn crowns on your candy apple anyway. How many times did you get change? I'm down with change. I was a greedy little kid. <laughs> See, I was a greedy little kid too, but it would always be this thing. Like every Halloween, you'd always take your bag, come back home and See, dump it out. In middle school, especially, I was down with change or like loose dollar here, there. Yeah. We used to ride the bus to the boys club because my parents, you know, they didn't let me stay home by myself because they valued their home. <laughs> so then we go to the poor ass boys club, which for those of you who don't know, and you think, oh, the boys club, what's that like? It's like a bunch of poor kids and nowhere else to go. And their mom don't want them to go to jail. So they go to the boys club. Isn't the boys club free? It's why I could play basketball better than the rest of the people in my social circle. Isn't the boys club free though? That's no, a dollar a month. See, that's the difference because after school it's, care actually costs money. It's funded by the United Way. There you go. So that's the difference is why even a, a richer kid could go there is because, hey, it's a dollar. Well, my uncle worked there. My aunt and my uncle both still work for the Boys Club of America. My uncle's like an executive now for the United Way, but they were both directors. So anyway, I got to go into it with poor kids. They bust me the opposite direction that they bust you off for Halloween. <laughs> so my, my dad had this thing about making sure I was tough as a kid. Like He didn't <laughs> want me to be like – because my dad grew up in an urban environment. He grew up in Baltimore, which is a hard-ass city. Right. And he was like bound and determined that I wouldn't be soft. Like I used to – like when you, you always hear the stories of, yeah, my dad told me if I didn't fight back, he was going to whip my ass when I got home. That really happened in my household. Like, Oh, well, yeah. My dad used to threaten my ass all the time. A kid across the street from me was all screwed me in the yard one time my dad who was standing in the house next door to their house across the street yelled across the street whoop his ass and the mom was like, <laughs> i was like jamal you need to come home before he whoops your ass <laughs> that so, guy ended up sucking the football team's dick wow dude that was jamal well, i don't remember him beep <laughs> shame enough to beep that out <laughs> i don't remember you him. don't remember him it was a scandal at osborne i don't remember him. was it after my time I after think i it left was your senior year or the year right after your senior year see i don't remember any of that whatsoever because yeah. I, I don't remember anything we about- always knew there was some fruit in that kid's fucking cereal his brother was a little thug and i liked his brother we used to wrestle out in the yard right and like you know i'm power bobbing my brother and and this his younger brother joseph and they're the same age, Joseph and my brother Daniel. And I'm beating the shit out of them. And we're all trying to, like, wrestle. And then, then Jamal gets in there, and he's all, eh, he was like a diva. He was like a, literally a WWE diva. Like, you hit him, and he'd throw his hands up and scream. And you're like, no, dude, that's not. That's, that's, that's not how this works. That's you're supposed to grunt and, like, fall back and come back. You're not, you're not supposed to, like, act like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal, you're on the mid card. And nobody okay? got to where nobody wanted to wrestle Jamal because, you know, he's always, like, sticking his butt out at you and shit. Don't touch my butt. Uh, Joseph, what's wrong with your brother? Fucking kick him in the head. Like, Joseph was thug, so he didn't like his brother. I don't because know. Because his brother's obviously homosexual. We didn't realize terms like homosexual back See, then. See, when you were a kid, though, and shit like that would happen, and you had no idea. You had no idea. But even me and my brother, we really didn't bother us. We were just like, quit rubbing your butt on us. His, <laughs> his brother was all like, put him in a coma. Because he was like trying to be a thug. Put him in a coma? Have, yeah. Oh, he wanted us to kill his brother. <laughs> and he, I used to give this kid rides. He was like five years younger than me and you. And... uh 
He'd be like, you want a joint? And I'm like, no, I didn't have a joint. <laughs> You're like 12. Tinder, some kind of prosecution thing right there, I'm pretty sure. Are you wearing a wire? What's wrong with you? <laughs> what, the fuck, what the fuck is wrong with you, Joseph? <laughs> I um, remember when you were like six. Uh, anyway, so he always wanted to like try to take cheap shots and try to hit his brother in the head. <laughs> like, I think he really wanted to put him in a coma because he despised the fact that his brother was fruity. Okay, so there are definitely times where we get so far off topic and Kenny gets so far out into left field, you feel like you're in a fucking raft out at sea and you can't see land anywhere and you just kind of have to go with it and float. And this was one of those times. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break and when we get back, we're going to talk even more about Halloween and crazy shit we got in our bags. And later on, we're going to talk about a story where Kenny possibly pushed my brother off of a porch. So check it out from a third story, by the way. Check it out. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. What if the dinosaurs never went extinct? What if dreams are passages to alternate realities? What happened to Jimmy Hoffa? What if Satan was the good guy? What if there are a podcast that explores these questions and many more? There is. Find us on Apple Podcasts. Google Music, and wherever you get your podcasts. I know we need the money. Listen, we're not just doing this for money. We're doing it for a shitload of money. All right, Kenny, this week we're going to do a brand new commercial for Patreon. You've already been told What's what pa- you've already been told what Patreon is. Uh, I knew you, you were going to ask you me. You assume that I listen. Don't fucking ask me what Patreon is. Patreon is the place, patreon.com slash now let them older, where if they go there, give us money, donate oh. to the podcast every month. Yeah, give me some money. It's for now that I'm older. It's not for Kenny. There is no place to donate to Kenny. Don't try to donate directly to Kenny. Patreon.com, if you go there, we're going to give you things like stickers, T-shirts, unreleased content. We're also going to have Kenny do a shout-out where he talks about you directly, and he's going to do his best to make it as nice as possible. No, I'm not. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Why, you little... We asked the man on the street what he thought about the After Movie Diner website and podcast, but sadly he had never heard of either and was on his way to the doctors to have a mole removed. Or it could have been a badger. He wasn't sure. It felt bigger than a mole. Also, he wasn't sure how it got up there in the first place. Anyway, we asked all the famous people, like Michael Ironside, Fred the Hammer Williamson, Ted Raimi, Barbara Crampton, Cynthia Rothrock, and so on, that they've interviewed over there on the After Movie Diner website and podcast what they thought about the After Movie Diner website and podcast. But most of them said that if we quoted them, we would be hearing from their comical southern lawyers complete with bow tie, meat gut, and brow mopping hand. So instead, we say who cares what anyone thinks of you after Movie Diner website and podcast. You are awesome just the way you are. So don't you go changing. If you want to see for yourself, go to aftermoviediner.com or find the After Movie Diner podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. The After Movie Diner, doing it their own way since 2011. See, I, there's there's been so many things like that that we've dealt with. Like we just didn't know what was going on. Then we had plenty of friends who seemed to like to experiment in my bathroom when I was at D8. Yeah. Like, For some reason, uh, Shane's bathroom when he had his first apartment was a uh, portal. And it would suck people in for gay sex. <laughs> when you walk through that door, whether you were gay or straight, apparently if you were in there with a certain couple was, of other people – 
You became gay for first those of all, moments. First of all, what bathroom did you ever go to? When was the last time you and I went to a bathroom with one toilet? Unless we're in a public place, you and I No, not even a public place. If the bathroom had one toilet in it, when was the last time you walked in that door? Never. Not once. In like 25 years of friendship have we gone into a room with one single solitary toilet. That's a one-person room as far as I'm concerned. The only person that has ever come into a room with a toilet with me is people I'm dating. And it's usually to come ask me some annoying question while I'm trying to shit. I'm like, please leave me alone. Why the hell would I be in the bathroom while you're in the bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) See, girls don't respect the whole bathroom freedom thing. They'll come right in and ruin your moment. Well, first off. Do you know where my hairbrush is? God damn it. It was just making a head. (laughs) You just scared the turtle right back up into his shell, bitch. God damn it. Let me clarify for anybody listening. Me and Nikki have been married for a long time, since 2004. She does not come in the room while I'm shitting. I don't go in the room while she's shitting. That is private fucking time. See, that's good. That's a good relationship right there. That is private fucking time. (laughs) Stay out of here. If I'm in that moment and I'm creating like just, you know, a, a symphony of bullshit, literally, I need to be by myself, and so <laughs> yeah, do you. I, just, I don't want anybody in there. I, I, I want to be alone. Like so, everything will shut right down as soon as in there, and you're like, "Well, you me. got a shy bladder and shit like that. Like you just you don't want anybody to be around." Period. Like Kenny will walk away and go like close the door to the studio and close the door to the bathroom when he has to pee. You <laughs> like don't come in here. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't go if he was watching. <laughs> so getting back to bullshit, you got makes drug test awkward because I'm all like. This isn't going to happen as long as you're there. <laughs> we can be here all day. So getting back to bullshit that you got from Although, Halloween as a kid. The worst like pee test I ever had to do had nothing to do with drugs. I had to pee to make sure I didn't have a kidney stone. It's when I had uh, – I pulled my back muscle. Oh, okay. And like I pulled – it was like one of the worst times ever pulling my back muscle. Like it hurt so bad that I couldn't squeeze to pee. You know what I'm talking about? The body. Oh, you yeah. Know, you don't think about your muscles contracting no. pee until one of those muscles is in like dire pain. And I'm like, so I'm like, y'all gonna have to give me a lot of water. And she's like, okay, we'll give you a lot of water. Cause like, unless it's natural drip free flow, <laughs> it, it ain't coming. <laughs> Ma'am, can I have four Bud Lights? I assure you, I'll pee in 30 minutes. And they gave me like a shot of this anti inflammatory to help, but still, I, was, I couldn't squeeze it. <laughs> like, I knew I was going to poop too if I tried. It's <laughs> like I had no control over that either. It's like I could hold one muscle or the other. This is not a day where I have good muscle control. Like I had to leave work that day. Like they sent me home. They were like, you need to go to urgent care. It's like I was, they came in the break room and I'm like on the floor. They're like, oh my God. I'm like, no, no, it's not my heart. <laughs> like, oh, what's wrong with you? you know, like, this is when you reached for the knife and pulled your back. Yes, I reached floor. for a knife to get a piece of birthday cake, and I just slightly bent over. It's the weirdest thing. I do all kinds of stupid shit I shouldn't do, like lifting boxes and shit. Nothing ever happens. Went to grab a knife. Oh no, I was moving the knife to take a picture of the birthday cake. So I got the camera up, and I'm like stretching my arm out, and I lean forward a little bit, and I'm like, ow. <laughs> and at first you just say, oh, ow, that hurt a little bit. And then you try to upright yourself and you're like, ah, ah. When you lift up and move back and you get that shooting pain. You've had this before. I remember what happened to you and you were on the couch for three days. I, I, I pulled my back to a point where I wasn't able to Ooh. fucking lift my legs and shit. It was just yeah. the worst feeling and like in the you world. have to, you, you dread pooping. 
right. Nobody ever talks about that part because it's gross. But we'll talk about it for you here now that I'm older. Oh, when you get older, your back becomes a lot more of a concern. When you're younger, you don't understand how much fucking abuse you put your back through. You don't get that shit at all. People like get, putting people on your back and carrying them around and shit. If anybody of my friends jumps on my back right now, I swear to God, I'm taking your ass to court because I'm going to be out of work for a month. I know my back is going to be terrible. If Kenny were to jump on my back and say, take me for a piggyback ride. What the I'd be fuck like, you in the world would I even do? <laughs> what the fuck? We just talked about my neighbor who was always trying to touch on people. No. <laughs> I'm not jumping on anybody's back ever. Because any girl would fall down. The first and I'm not wrapping my legs around any guy's <laughs> hips. I'm sorry. That's just, that's not my, if you want to wrap your legs around another guy's hips, that's your right. And there's nothing wrong with it. It ain't working for me. Okay. So we're going to steer the back, the show back onto Halloween about? treats. <laughs> we were originally talking about Halloween treats and the bullshit we got. A man um, rubbing his legs on your hips. How's that for a Halloween treat? Do you remember all the bullshit ass bubble gum you would get that like people would remember, buy that? Can you remember candy cigarettes? Candy cigarettes, I remember that shit. Um, they were rem- actually pretty cool. <laughs> candy cigarettes were cool when you were like uh, between six years old and eight years old. What and about after the that, fucking wax gums that you chewed on? That's like what you I was were talking fucking, about. It disintegrated. You're too poor for fucking gums. So they just give you a wad of wax, <laughs> and it would disintegrate in your mouth. I'm sure, that's good for your digestive <laughs> system. Just to be eating a ball of wax. Um, I remember there being so many people who gave out raisins. And typically, it would be people who had raisins that they would put in small baggies. So apparently, they had had raisins in their cabinet for like the past seven years and decided <laughs> they're now. All, they're all like a mass of raisins. It's not a raisin. It's a chunk of a raisin block. Um, Popcorn balls. You remember that bullshit? It's stupid. Dude, I remember getting popcorn balls from people and looking at my mom and going, do you want this? This is crap. I hate this. <laughs> um, Here's something that's a huge debate right now, and I want to ask your opinion on it, and I'm pretty sure you're going to agree. Um, candy corn. I like candy corn. Dude, fuck candy corn, dude. Fuck candy corn and its dude, stupid candy corn face. You? You're all, like, aggressive about it? <laughs> it's gross, dude. It's, it's fucking gross. gross. It's just generic. It's like, it doesn't stand out, but it's not bad. Well, here's the problem. All that bullshit that you got so much of. little pumpkins are good, too. What pumpkins? What are you talking about? The candy corn pumpkins. No, all that shit's gross. No, it's just it's fucking good. cooked sugar. That's all that shit is. <laughs> all candy is at the end of the day. No, dude. You get right the... down to it. <laughs> right. But at the same time, a Three Musketeers has some shit going on to it. There's caramel. There's peanut or uh, Not peanut butter. There's caramel. There's chocolate. There's nuts. Do you eat peanuts? Yes. They're just nuts. Right. But if you add caramel and chocolate to them, they become magical. With a fucking candy corn, there's nothing but magical you, I did, about I that I asked you if all. you ate plain nuts. And you said Yes. I do eat peanuts and cashews and shit like that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just answer. Nuts. The, I'm not gonna answer the question. Yes, that I eat nuts, dude. That's not gonna happen. Okay, so you can go Damn ahead and keep. You, you keep trying to pitch that, so it becomes an intro, but it's not. I assure you. Shane eats nuts. <laughs> um, the people who gave out pencils. Those were always my favorite too. <laughs> Fucking idiot! <laughs> Take this pencil and shove it in your eye. Why the flaming fuck would you give me a pencil? It's Halloween. How is this going to help me? Do you not think mom and dad took me? Well, for me, there were times I didn't have pencils, but for other kids that actually had. <laughs> you could have used that pencil. You shouldn't be, should be ungrateful, Shane. You should have hoped somebody put socks out there. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have any uh, underwear in a husky size? <laughs> any new ones? These are digging to my thighs so bad. Um, I've had road rash for like 18 years. 
There was always the fucking uh, the dots, uh, the mic or the uh, good and plenty, the, the little, chicklets, the, the cheap M and M's, exactly um, <laughs> M and M's for poor kids. People who sixlets, that's what they were called. <laughs> there you go, and you'd fucking uh, you'd eat like three of them. They were like the kind of chocolate you're supposed to put on for like decoration that you're not really supposed to eat. <laughs> <laughs> that's what sixlets were. And you'd eat like three or four of them, and they they, they disintegrate before the. No, I'm talking about the bubble gum, the sixlets bubble gum. Where you? I'm eat talking it. about the sixlet with the number six. <coughs> <coughs> they were little perfectly round M and M. Oh chocolates. yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And they like they didn't have the same consistency. The chocolate, no, they had like confessionary consistency. Like they were clearly originally meant to be eyes for reindeers <laughs> and shit. And you got poor kids eating them because that's what you know. M and M's were too expensive that month. Like, it tasted know. like uh, when Hershey's chocolate would throw out the chocolate that was too old. Yeah, give it to exactly. <laughs> hey, can we buy your excess chocolate? Can we just scrape like your tools. I saw one here that said people who would forget to buy candy and they would just basically put something out on the uh, front door that was like <laughs> this picture they have is like a can of tomato paste. <laughs> There's one guy that lived in our neighborhood always liked to dress up like a like uh, a decoration, either a witch or like a scarecrow, right? And pretend like it was just a decoration to scare the piss out of kids when they walked up to the door, like grab them and shit. We had a, a neighborhood in our, or a, a guy who lived behind us for a little while when we had that house off Cretewood. In his house, he had like fog machines out in the front yard and he had the, um, the, like all sorts of Halloween music, but it was all like the Creepy. theme from Halloween and the theme from Nightmare on Elm Street and all that shit. And he had like his sons would dress up in Halloween costumes and jump out of the bushes and shit. And it became like a gauntlet if you were a little kid because they knew this place gave out full size candy bars. But to to get the full size candy bar, you got to walk into the fucking scary neighborhood and shit like that. So I've told the story on the podcast before about when I would have got my big fucking candy bar. I might have shanked one of the kids. (laughs) monster. When Chris and Alex were little kids, they both dressed up as Power Rangers. And the first time we made our first pass, Christopher and Alex were both staring at the house going, I'm not fucking going in there. Fuck them. I don't give a shit if they give me two full-size candy bars. (laughs) Those two little huffers were probably like, Mom and Dad bought me a candy bar. Both of them were spoiled as shit. (laughs) So Christopher tells me when we first passed by. We were poor. We would have been like, all right, guys. My parents, I asked my We're parents for a candy bar. <laughs> I asked my parents for a candy bar. They said, you go over there to a death house and try to get you a candy bar. <laughs> I ain't buying you no candy bar, boy. They're three for a dollar, but like, we can't afford that. <laughs> if I get you one, the Daniel O'Watt one, that's $6. I can't afford to spend nothing. You don't have to spend $6. <laughs> three for a dollar. I can read. I mean, I'm not retarded. We got that kind of money. You're just mean. You just don't want to give me a candy bar because I want it. Like, you're not even concerned about the health repertoire. Cushions. You just don't want me to have what I want. There were times that it felt like your parents looked at you. When I was a kid, it felt like there were times that my mom and dad would look at me and go, is it fun? Then you can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt too. And then I saw the next generation come up after everybody was nice to their kids. Exactly. I was like, y'all should have been mean to them. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been like trying to hold their psyche down a little bit more. Society would be much better off for it. Um, I, I really honestly go back to the thought process. Whose insurance of- were you on when you were 18? Um, I was on my mom's insurance till I moved out. I moved out at 17. Exactly. So, <laughs> so whose insurance were you on when you were 18? I didn't fucking have any insurance when I was 18. If something happened, I had no, to fucking work it out. No, you had to have liability. It was oh, you're talking about car insurance? Yes. Oh, yeah. I was on my own insurance, dude. <laughs> exactly. But earlier today, for the audience to know, Shane looked at me like I was crazy if I when I asked him whose policy Christopher was on. Well, I thought you were on your parents' uh, policy for the longest time. No, my parents told me what? if I wanted to drive, that was a, one of the tests. 
Well, here's the thing about <laughs> my, my parents used that whole test bullshit to get out of a lot of shit that cost money. <laughs> I didn't put it together until I was an adult. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, insurance wasn't a test to see if I was responsible enough to drive. They didn't want to pay an extra fifty dollars. No, again, is it fun? <laughs> then you don't need it. Is it fun? Yeah. <laughs> you want to drive? Oh, we're gonna make that as unfun as possible. You can either drive and pay for it yourself or ride in and, the back seat. And as we've talked about before, I moved out when I was 15. I'm proud when I, I told, they told me I could move out if I didn't want to live by the rules. They came and took my car the next week. <laughs> Suddenly you weren't as proud. <laughs> See, I had a whole plan. You can't only drive with an adult in your car when you're 15 in Georgia. So I had a lot of friends who were like older than me. So like David and Ray both qualified. And I moved in with David, so he's pretty much going to be with me all the time. I was like, problem solved. I got an 18-year-old in the car with me with a driver's license. And my parents were like, yeah, we're here for the car. Yeah. How do you like living on your own? (laughs) Hungry yet? Okay, good. Have fun with that. You like ramen noodles yet? Don't worry. You'll hate them soon. So I took my car. <laughs> um, what was the shittiest thing you ever had to dress up as for Halloween? Did you ever have a really shitty Halloween costume that your parents forced on you? I had a really good costume when I was little. My parents made me a cheetah outfit. It was awesome. I've seen the pictures of you in the cheetah outfit. It's downright adorable. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, the, the shittiest Halloween costume I ever had. I never had a shitty one. The year I cut Steven, I was dressed up like a crazy doctor. That year, all you did was put on scrubs and grab some kitchen knives and then put some ketchup on your shirt or some fake blood on your shirt. That's Correct. all you did as a Halloween but costume. I sold it when I cut your brother. <laughs> you cut his hand like he stole He should have never reached. He re- I cut the webbing between his middle two fingers. I almost turned him into the penguin from the Batman Batman Part 2. It, the Mike, it, it's like a Michael Keaton one. Dude, it, it, it bled like a fucking stuck pig. It was terrible. And, and being Steven, that, he didn't stop there. He had to take no. it to the balcony. <laughs> and that's when you pushed him off and tried I to kill him. push him off. He was doing like hand grabs, throwing off, and then he went to grab, and I opened the door with a knife, and he went, ah, and it didn't grab. And I was standing, <laughs> and I'm standing in the parking lot. For anybody who hasn't listened to this episode, we'll, we'll tell it really quickly. It's a Halloween memory. It's, it's a Halloween memory. <laughs> Halloween memory for me and my little brother and, and Kenny. Stephen came over to uh, the neighborhood and he was going to, it was his last Halloween. He it was, was my first apartment. It was his first apartment. It was, uh, it was what huge. was that place called? Ashley, Ashley Mills. Mills. We had a lake. It was a huge apartment complex. So Stephen was like, I'm going to start at the front of the complex. And I'm going to head all the way over there. He didn't take a, gar- a grocery bag. He didn't take like a little uh, Halloween pail. He took a pillowcase and filled that motherfucker halfway full with all of the best candy. Like this was a dope thing. So he gets back stoked about the candy he has. Rubbing and, it in our face because he was all running his mouth about how we're too old to trick or treat. <laughs> so I'm 20 years old making him fucking 14 at the time. So he's like, if you remember you as a 14 year old, if you were a typical 14 year old, turn that up to about 11. And that was Steven. And he comes over bragging about what kind of candy he has. And he says, uh, you guys want some Y'all after a second. Have none. Y'all can't have none. <laughs> so after a second, he's like, you can have some. That's fine. But you can't have this, this, and this. And Kenny's like, fuck that, dude. Give me a peanut butter cup. No, he wasn't even that. He was all waving it in our face. And he was holding it by the very top of the pillowcase like an idiot. So before I cut Steven, I just grabbed his bag at the bottom, like where I, like where the bottom where all the candy was. So there's this long strip between my hand and Steven's hand. And then I took the knife and cut the pillowcase in between our hands and walked off with his bag of candy. Here's one thing I don't think we've ever pointed out is that you were walking around for Halloween with a knife that was sharp enough to cut through a pillowcase, a fabric pillowcase. Yeah, it, it was a knife from a kitchen set. Exactly. Why were you walking around with a razor fucking sharp kitchen knife? I was a crazy doctor. <laughs> I mean, Kenny could have absolutely killed someone on Halloween just being stupid. Your with brother a kept it up. 
<laughs> so Kenny takes off like a fucking like he's just punched the bully in school and now he's running. I just took his bag and then I immediately took off because I knew he was gonna be bad. And I went to I headed to our apartment, which was on the third story. Right. So Kenny goes running up the steps and Steven's right after him. And I'm out in the parking lot watching all this stuff happen, talking to a friend of ours named Don't Ray. let Shay, don't let Shay fool y'all. Shay was all like, fuck Steven. <laughs> he should have been bragging about his candy. Well, no, at the time <laughs> I totally was. But again, this, it was kind of like that shit's between Ste- Steven exactly, and Kenny. That's what I was getting at. Because I was, in, I'm I don't over know, here, I'm having a conversation. I'm having Steven, a conversation with Steven Ray. Steven didn't elicit like sympathy from any of us because steven he was, was a shit always doing this kind of shit he was always starting some kind of shit you know how because they sell fire starters for campers steven was a shit starter <laughs> you could just spark a little confrontation off his little ass well what it was is he was younger than me and my friends and my mom pretty much from the time that i was i don't know two my mom was like <laughs> not two but pretty much from the time steven was born she was like is your brother with you Make sure your brother's with you. So Steven was always fucking, are you going on a date? Make sure Steven comes with you. Are you going to your friend's house? Make sure Steven comes with you. So here we are, 16-year-olds having to deal with this 10-year-old. All the fucking time. So by the time we get to 20 years old, this is old hat. Steven's always <laughs> around, always Enjoys being an ass at this point. And so he's always calling attention to himself. So Kenny takes off into the apartment. Steven's hot on his trail right after him. And Kenny runs off and goes and hides somewhere in the apartment. To try and go hide the candy and well, shit. Steven follows me, of course. And he comes in and I hold the knife up and I'm like, you can't have this candy. He's like, I'm taking that candy. And he came at me and he reached for it. So I just took the knife and went sliced it forward in between his two fingers. I figured I, he'd pull back. I figured he'd back. He'd, it was a game of chicken and nobody, and nobody backed off. But one of us had a hand and one of us had a knife. So clearly Steven should have learned and backed off. Urgent, now that I'm older, update. Kenny had a razor-sharp knife as a prop for Halloween that he was willingly wielding and like stabbing at people with on Halloween. (laughs) Just Steven. (laughs) Nobody else. Willingly wielding it towards other people. I actually had several knives. That was just my favorite. You had two separate knives that you were using that night. three. You didn't have three. You didn't have anything. You didn't know about the third one. I had a boot knife. (laughs) Dr. Giggles would never be without his boot knife, obviously. <laughs> exactly. So, so you stabbed the webbing of his hand. I didn't stab. It was almost like I let him do all the moving, and I just kind of held it there like Excalibur. Literally <laughs> cut his hand pretty viciously. He cut the webbing of his hand about half an inch in, and he's bleeding a lot. Like, if you've ever cut your hand in any way, it always so bleeds a shitload. So I told him he couldn't stay in the apartment while he's bleeding, because I'm going to get on my carpet. <laughs> so he went out to the back porch. So, since he's being out there being an ass, I lock the door. Immediately locks the door. Like, as soon as he walks out. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we've got Steven isolated now. He can't do any more damage. Again, I'm in the parking lot watching still all this happen. Still not caring. Still, not still talking to Ray about something completely unrelated. <laughs> still not intervening because it's Steven. Oh, good. He's got, you guys are probably like, oh, good. He's got him trapped on the balcony. <laughs> well, I'm talking to Ray, and I'm like, I'm going back and forth going, yeah, man, that's a, that's a really good point. Oh, look, Steven's on the balcony. So, what do you think about <laughs> hanging out tomorrow afternoon? You, you, can, so, you think we can hang out? To show to me that he just didn't care that I had him locked out there. Cause that would have been conceding victory. If he had like asked to come in. Right. If he didn't knock on the door and tried to come in, right. then this it, is total it, little too... brother bullshit. <laughs> right. So he climbs over the balcony, uh, the little railing making and, out like he's going to climb down and jump down yeah. from the balcony. And then when that doesn't impress me, cause I'm just looking at him like, yeah, this is the same shit you do every other time. He starts like, Leaning back as far as he can go and then grabbing the balcony rail at the last he lets second. His, he lets his hands go. Like he, he'll pull himself forward, let it go, and then fall back and then grab with his hands and then fall back and grab with On his hands. On the third story. 
And at this point, I'm in the parking lot. And before I left, my mom says the words to me, make sure your brother's safe. If he's with you, he's always safe. So just make <laughs> sure your brother's safe. And then that one time, he leaned back. <laughs> Kenny opens the door real quick. I didn't even open the door. He just leans back, and he goes to grab, and he just whiffed. <laughs> and he misses and he, it. And he's just gone. <laughs> so from Kenny's point of view, Stephen just disappears. Like there was a horizon, and then he wasn't on it anymore. So, so then I opened the door. <laughs> And then I hear, oh, shit, Steven's dead. I think that was you. It was either you or Ray. It might have, apparently, been, might have been David or something running Apparently, over. he fell three stories and landed on the bottom balcony's rail on his back, basically bending him backwards in half. And then Both his off. arms flopped back. His legs flopped yeah, and over. And I was like, he's dead. And rolled off into the parking lot. Steven's not moving. Oh, he's dead, dude. He's That's not my- responding to anybody. They're all like, oh, my God. This is, hold on, this is literally this fall that I saw. Because, again, I'm in the parking lot with a bird's eye view of this whole thing. And I just see my little brother grabbing and then pulling back. And while he's out there, again, like I'm talking to Ray <laughs> I going. I you were thinking to yourself, that's stupid. <laughs> well, I'm talking to Ray going, yeah, man, I think tomorrow we could probably get together and talk about it. Steven, get off the balcony. <laughs> Go back inside. I didn't mean that way. <laughs> Go back inside. Shit. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. Ray, I think he's dead. Come on. Come on. So I go Literally, out to, this I go out to the balcony while they're doing that, and I look down, and they're all running to him. And I'm just standing up there for a minute like, oh. <laughs> I'm going to stay up here and lock the door so if the police come. <laughs> I didn't touch him. I cut him totally. But that was, Cutting him was a totally separate incident, officer. And in my head, I'm thinking, I can just say that Kenny pushed him if I really need to. If my mom <laughs> asks any questions. I had, a, I had witnesses. Kenny pushed him. <laughs> Stephen fell. <laughs> Kenny obviously pushed him. Rats. Mom, I had nothing to do with this. Kenny so, obviously pushed so him. So they're all out there and they're like, should we call 911? I can hear him. So right there by the edge of the balcony. And, and Stephen's all like not responding. Shane's all like, dude, say something, say something. And I the, breath like, was, the breath was knocked out of him. So he couldn't talk. So he said, so they're fi- going. <gasps> so finally I look down at him and I see like his eyes kind of open. And I'm like, I know I'll fix it. So, and I go back inside, and I hear Stephen kind of go, <laughs> like, breathe. And I come around the corner, and you could hear me coming down the steps, I'm sure, because I was running. Right. And I come running up with the knife. He's, Stephen he's, sees me, and Stephen jumps up and takes off down the parking lot. Kenny says, I'll fix him. I'm Dr. Giggles. I'll fix him this time. <laughs> and Stephen takes off. Like, it, it's seriously like you watch the guy get wheeled into one of those like faith he, healing things. Like he was your agent. And then he bolt. runs off. <laughs> And he, like the guy that hits people with jackets. <laughs> he takes off across the parking lot. <laughs> Steven still to this day has back problems because of this. Like still to this day. And I'm still convinced that Kenny pushed him. I'm not saying that <laughs> Touch. It, the door was locked. There was a glass door in between us. Right. Uh, there were, all I know is there was a couple of people that said it was kind of questionable that you might have been yeah, on the balcony. Statute of limitations, bitch. So. Statute of limitations. So um, I think to summarize, don't give your kids religious pamphlets. Uh, don't give out fucking the shitty apples. Don't challenge me to cut your ass because I will cut you and then you will fall off the balcony. <laughs> That's the holiday lesson. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> cut your ass. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. All right, Kenny, we're going to go ahead and stop the podcast that, right a, now. That's a logical fallacy. No, we're going to stop the podcast right now. There it's time is, for it to be there over. There is no podcast.
None of this is real. Yes, there is. It's like 12 monkeys. Dream come true. I'm everything you ever were afraid of. <laughs> 